Understanding where your anxiety comes from is of great benefit when looking to overcome it. Additionally, if we discover that it's our moods and emotions that have caused our misunderstanding about danger, we can quietly and gently move towards a more relaxed and calm life. Hello and welcome to this episode of Overcoming Anxiety with Dawn Morgan. Good afternoon, good evening or good morning to you all. So where does anxiety come from? because we're not born with it. Babies don't worry about what people may think or whether they're clean and presentable or worry about what may happen in a few minutes later that day, week, month or year. The only thing that they are, they and we are born with, is the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises, both of which are perfectly reasonable, don't you think? So if we're not born with anxiety, where does it come from? We all know that life can be challenging, especially if it seems to be a never-ending set of challenges coming our way. We just deal with one issue and another crops up. Whether it's relationships breaking down, redundancy, money issues, illness, or just normal everyday things not working out as planned, the washing machine breaking down, the car tire getting a puncture, or opening a jar of beetroot and spilling the contents all over the floor and your nice white shirt. I'm sure most of us, certainly I, have done that. Big or small, these things can be a challenge. Then there are situations that are not ordinary everyday things, like war and abuse and accidents, death, and many horrible things that seem like they'll never leave us, that they will be always be something that is foremost in our being, directing and affecting everything we do. All of these things, whether assessed as small or big, as normal everyday challenges or horrific incidents can cause anxiety so overwhelming and all-encompassing that life as we know it and would like, like it to be, it just ceases to exist. So why do these things cause anxiety? Some people appear to be immune to these things and just carry on, just get on with it. The English stiff upper lip attitude of not complaining, just get on with it, whereas others suffer greatly. Firstly, I'd like to say that people appearing to get on with it possibly are, but possibly aren't. We can never really know. However, to explore this a little bit, our thoughts and emotions play a big part here. Let me give you an example. When my children were little, I would sometimes have sleepless nights. Well, it was more than sometimes. My anxiety levels were really high back then. So when I got out of bed, I would warn my children that I was tired and not in the best of moods. They would understand. They would be quiet, well, as much as they could remember to be. And they would squabble a little bit less and just generally try to stay out my way. Why? Because they had learned, as more than once, they had gotten the wrong end of my bad mood, my short temper, my intolerance. Their actions and challenges to my peace were not tolerated anywhere near as much as when I was in a good mood. My experience differed depending on the mood I was in. They could be noisy, challenging and just be children as they should be. And when I was in a good mood, I would appreciate them, enjoy their antics and even welcome the noise and merriment, even their squabbles. But when I sleep deprived, irritable and generally stressed and anxious, those same events were highly annoying and not at all tolerated. 
It wasn't the events, the goings-on that were causing the irritation. It was my mood. And when these moods, you know, when, when we're in those bad moods, more often than not, in my case, a lot of it was to do with, you know, not a lot of sleep, worrying about money, all sorts of other things. But it was what I was experiencing. But because I was tired, what I was experiencing was more bad than good because my mood was was more often in a in a not so great place than a good one. So how does this relate to some people being greatly affected by events while others appear to shrug them off? In my experience, it's about exposure and balance. You know, how often? Take, for example, when I lived in Germany, when my my eldest daughter was very young, we had a lot of terrorist activity going around us. And actually, what's really strange is that didn't really cause me much anxiety. Yet other seemingly small things did. The thing is, if we're continually bombarded with events without any sort of balancing or grounding between them, we can become far more sensitive and see everything through our dark lenses. You know, the kids are driving me crazy and all those normal sort of things that go on. Life can become a struggle. But if we're able to step back and put things into perspective and have balance in our lives, like I did with the terrorism, I could reason with myself that the likelihood of it actually hitting us personally was very slim. So I could balance that, I could ground myself and and put that in perspective. And if we can do that, we're far more able to view things through the lens of colourful human experience. Then there's comparison. Comparison is something that we are taught to do, especially now with social media frenzy that's contaminating our minds. I remember my grandmother always telling me about starving children in Africa who would love to have the food that I was not prepared to eat or constantly being reminded that there were people far worse off than me. All well-meaning, of course, but when we compare ourselves with others' plight, it is seldom helpful. Just because someone else is worse off than you does not diminish your feelings of anxiety, fear and stress. If experiences are the cause of your anxiety, you may be able to make links with these previous experiences. We may be able to see where some of our triggers are coming from. For some, this will be obvious, like loud noises triggering reactions after being in a war zone or you know, hypervigilance, automatic reactions like ducking or hiding or lashing out of surprise. For others, these experiences may be so ambiguous or stored so deep in our subconscious minds that we are unable to access them. Understanding where your anxiety comes from is of great benefit when looking to overcome it. When we have this understanding and explore it in a relaxed state, we can start to realign our conscious thinking and our logical brain, who knows, our, our logical brain knows that many of these events cannot hurt us, that there is not present and imminent danger, we can then match it with our subconscious brain that is misinterpreting the learning from these events. When we have aligned, helpful reactions to these events and experiences, the conflict between our subconscious mind and our conscious mind is removed.
Additionally, if we discover that it's our moods and emotions that have caused our misunderstanding about danger, we can quietly and gently move towards a more relaxed and calm life, leaving the debilitating anxiety behind us. Let me know what you think. Certainly for me, understanding the different triggers for where my anxiety was coming from, all the different ways that it was building and putting layers upon me really helped me to to peel back those layers and shed them when I needed to. Thank you for listening to today's show. Please follow or subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. Whilst you are there, please also comment and review as it helps me and other listeners know what is good and what is not. If you would like to get in touch, feel free to reach out to me via the contact details in my show notes or through Facebook at Finding Freedom Club.